Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Menopause is coming and the men have all left town. But I'm not giving up until I see that baby crown. 39 and single. Can someone help me out? He could be balding, bearded, shorter, tall, funny, smart, love basketball. Gay, straight, black, white, tiny eyes with an underbite. I just need sperm. Sperm cast. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to Sperm Cast, episode 21. I'm so glad you're here. Are you excited for a fun episode? Well, me too. Well, here's the update. There's a fucking mosquito in this room and I cannot catch it. Every time I'm recording, it swoops in front of my my face and messes up my recording and I'm itchy all over. It's not biting me, but I'm I'm mentally itchy. Anyway, I'm just that's the only update I've got for you. So I got an interesting email from Greg Summer over at Track Fertility. He said it's been really interesting for him to hear the guy's impressions and responses to the home fertility test. He has a theory about the low-ish sperm counts we've been finding. He writes, It's been a pretty hot summer in L.A., right? There have been studies showing that sperm counts are lower in summer than winter, and even lower in places like Southern California compared to Minnesota. And it's peak wildfire season, right? I just heard from a sperm bank who said they've seen a drop in their donors' counts this summer, too. Anyway, those might be some nice tidbits to share with the guys concerned about lowish results. Maybe a nice, brisk, fresh air fall will turn it around for them. Good luck, Greg. Well, Greg, that's some great news, although I'm not very... Where is that mosquito? God, every time I'm on a roll. Thank you, Greg. I also heard from my older brother, Adam, about the fertility test. He's 49. Here's a voicemail from him. Hey, I was just listening to your sperm cast this week. And wow, yeah, everybody's getting low numbers. That's crazy. Uh, Is this the end of humans? (laughs) Uh, Also, I'm going to be 50, and I don't want any more kids, but I'm kind of wondering... Um, I wonder what mine is. Okay, going to work. Bye. Doesn't he remind you guys of me? Anyway, I brought the track fertility test over to his house. And I tried to have an interview with him in private, but little Isabel would not leave the room. Let's take a listen. Sharon says that mine are dead. (laughs) (laughs) She, She... She laughed at me. <laughs> hey, Isabel, can you go get me something in the kitchen? Isabel. Yeah, I don't think it's. I don't think that you're ready for what I'm gonna say. For daddy to be, to, for daddy to speak his true mind, we have to leave him alone. What? So about your finances? No. Then Isabel decided to tell us where babies come from. She learned it from someone at school. Oh yeah, Molly understands. Tell me. Are you recording? Yep. Babies get made when a mom and daddy get married, and then they do something called sex. Oh. Then 
That's true. Yep. And disgusting. <laughs> That's why I would rather adopt a kid. I see. Yeah. That makes sense. And also, I don't want to feel the pain of having to push the baby out or yeah. get a surgery like this crazy woman. Yeah. <laughs> She's very crazy. We tried to get you out for 21 hours. I was there. Yeah. Needless to say, we didn't have much of a conversation about, you know, male fertility while I was there. But I'll hear more about it when I get the results. Moving on. Here's something interesting, you guys. I actually got a negative review on iTunes. Can you believe it? Now, I know we're not supposed to pay attention to these kinds of things, but I think it's really interesting, so I want to address it. This review is titled, Self-Indulgent Delusion, written by Running Driving Listener. Rating, 2. Here we go. Similar in age and upbringing to Molly, I really wanted to love this podcast. Initially, I did. Woohoo! I understand her, empathize with her, particularly in light of the fact that I had fertility issues, but as I listened, she angered and frustrated me. She asked in her introductory jingle, won't someone just help me out? Is that what this is? A GoFundMe campaign masquerading as a podcast? One designed to lure sperm to produce a child and to procure money to raise that child? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd rather have money come from advertisers, but for now, I'm doing what thousands of other podcasters do and asking for support from my listeners. Since when did having a child become a right? And when did it become the world's responsibility to produce and support that child? Of course, Molly wants total control over that child, though she had to beg strangers to produce it and raise it. Uh, I, um, I, I, I don't want anyone else to raise it. I... Was that not clear? Molly fleetingly acknowledges that she is actually quite privileged. Loving parents, warm upbringing, Ivy League education. Also, she's a white woman living in the United States in 2018. If anything, Molly squandered these privileges and is now using the same privileges to swindle the universe into endowing her with yet another privilege, motherhood. Uh, yeah, this one's true, you guys, and it's not stuff I haven't thought about before. I feel like an asshole. I really do. I mean, I'm not trying to swindle anybody, but I am a privileged white chick, and I haven't made the best decisions in my life when it comes to money. The real struggle of womanhood, as unfortunate, heartbreaking, and painful as it is, is choosing between family and career. But that that's exactly the struggle I'm grappling with, right? Molly, without success in either realm, ooh, sick burn, now evokes the kindness of podcast listeners to give her success in both. I will keep listening to Spermcast. Oh, you will? Not because it's honest, as other reviewers claimed, it's self-indulgent and delusional, but because the price is right. Free. Oh, wow, wow. that's interesting. Well, let's put it this way. Imagine I'm on Etsy and I'm selling handmade, high-quality, organic cotton, crocheted scarves, hats, mittens, you name it. It would be great to get paid for them because I spend a solid 20 to 30 hours a week on these creations and people go fucking nuts for them. They email me and tell me how much they enjoy the quality of my booties, how my hats have opened their eyes, how they love the vulnerability of my blankets, how they appreciate how much work goes into the production of my thigh-high leg warmers. I say thank you and I mean it from the very, very bottom of my heart and I tell them how grateful I am for their appreciation. But I also may not be able to make them for much longer because the organic, locally sourced cotton is expensive 
expensive. I need to support myself, and my day job as a schmatographer doesn't allow for me to crochet all day long. In fact, sometimes my schmatography and my schmacting careers have to come first, and my crocheting can suffer. There will be holes in my scarves, and the designs will be boring, but them's the breaks. Of course, I'll keep crocheting thongs and neckties as long as I'm able, because I love doing it just for the sake of creative expression and to spread the crochet message and to teach people all around the world the weird things they never knew about the crocheting industry. I'm helping so many people stay warm and cozy, and I love it. But I have to be realistic, and if I can't keep it up, I may have to shut down my Etsy store altogether. So that's why I ask people to contribute to my Patreon page. Does that make sense? I'm not asking you to pay for the poor choices I've made in my life. I'm asking you to, if you feel like it, pay for the product that I'm providing to you. And if you can't, I completely understand. I don't blame anyone who can't afford to do it. Or if it's not in your budget, or if you're, you're just philosophically opposed to the idea, congrats, you have boundaries. Personally, I only subscribe to one Patreon account, the big ones by Amanda Lund and Maria Lasucci. Do I want them to subscribe to mine? No, because I want them to have to split $1 a month between the two of them. I think that's funny. If all of my listeners gave a dollar a month, this job would almost be a job and I could do an even better job of it. But I don't want to put anyone in a position. I promise you should feel absolutely no guilt about not giving to my Patreon. And if you want to do it just to keep this podcast on its feet, I'm grateful for every single penny. So anyway, running, driving listener, I hope you enjoy the podcast and I sincerely appreciate your well thought out review and I'm glad you're still listening. Let's get on with the show, shall we? We've got Melissa Stetton filling in for Amanda Lund. Melissa is a great friend of mine. She owns a pin company. She's a writer. She's a model. She's a cat mother. And she's a baller with the pistol shrimps, you guys. That's my b-ball team. She also introduced me to my next contestant. Oh, and it's a good one. He's an accomplished actor, and he's gorgeous, and he's so nice, and he's so funny. But best of all, you guys, he's Canadian. Well, that's a great place to start <laughs> with fake laughter. <laughs> that wasn't fake. Oh. It started as fake and then it got real. <laughs> this is real. Yeah. Here we are in my backyard. Oh, yeah. I forgot to tell you that we recorded this in my backyard and I was so distracted the whole time. They had to reel me in a lot. And I'm with Melissa. Stand-in producer for Amanda who is, well, she's back from London, but. Oh, yeah. I. She probably has jet lag. She's probably sleeping. I stole these mics from her house yesterday. Shh. Don't tell. She doesn't listen. <laughs> she doesn't listen. She doesn't listen to this stuff. Sure, she'll she never does. know. This has got to be the one way she would know, isn't it? Hmm. Well, you admitting it on. Who are you? Oh, hey. <laughs> oh, was I not supposed to speak until introduced? I don't know the rules. I don't have rules. There are no rules. Wow. No. Okay. Lucy Goosey over here. I like it. That's him, you guys. What do you think? What's your name? I'm Joe Dinicol. Yeah, I've always wondered how to say your last name. That's it. Because why isn't it Dinicol? Because I'm me, who belongs to the name, and I get to say. <laughs> That's why. It's funny because I had a problem with Alex McNichol, too. And it, you both have a C-O-L at the end of your name. When people spell my name, they want to make the N capitalized. Oh, it's not. It's oh, not. Like, like Italian. Oh. Yeah. Well, it is originally Denicola. Denicola. And it was changed somewhere along the way. Can I wear one of your sunglasses? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can wear mine. I forgot. This is much better. Can you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, we're right here. We're sitting right next to you. I took the headphones off, and now I can't hear anything. <laughs> oh, this boy. This is so much different now. My whole experience has changed. Do okay. you usually wear the headphones? Is that Never, why? no. Oh, okay. No. I don't usually use this machine either. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I think it'll go great here. 
I think this is wonderful. I was hearing the chimes, but I don't hear them now. Because they're not chiming. <laughs> Are we going to have to go through what you can you hear, hear and what you can't hear? That's a great place rustling. to start. With my hearing. No, a great place to start would be to find out more about you, Joe. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> I'm really good. I'm honored to be here. Dinical. Dinical. You got it. D-I-N-I-C-O-L. Okay, Dinical. Yeah. From? Stratford, Ontario, Canada. Because I'm wondering if I get sperm from a Canadian, do I get Canadian citizenship? <laughs> Almost definitely That's not. That's a good question. I don't think. <laughs> it is what about my question. kid? Well, wouldn't that have to do with how, uh, our, I mean, this is jumping agreement. the gun. Our yeah, agreement. our agreement. Let's say the agreement. Oh, right. Your name would be on the, have to be on the birth certificate. Oh, uh, yeah. Right. I would think. Oh, well. Oh, well. It'd have to be some sort of acknowledged father. Right. Well, right. Scratch Forget that this. idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Joe. Um, I'm also you. a little nervous. You're nervous? Yeah. You shouldn't be. I know, but that's I not how nerves you work. I so much. That's not how, yeah, but actually they are. It is. What do you mean? Well, say, I just say started more reading things. this book. Okay, so you're on episode three of the podcast now, listening-wise. Yes. Once you get a little further along, you'll find out that I started having panic attacks. Me too. Oh, shit. I started, That's why I started doing improv. Get out of here. I was having, like, I severe hate, panic attacks. I hate panic. Sure. Wait, shit. The worst. This is bad news right off the bat. Well, do you have a history of anxiety in your family? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, not like... <laughs> Can't only be a sperm a, donor. Is that true? But I'm getting through it. Okay. Well, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You're not off the I list. I don't like okay? being disregarded because of panic. That's that's only uh, making it worse fair. to be the be, oh to be God. honest. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> well, that's one of like the characteristics that you're trying to avoid. But oh I think sure, that's fair. Because around I that. have a history of panic disorder. Okay. When I, I, I had most when people I was, do. No, they don't. I do. Panic attacks. Yes. Yeah. Well, well d- to be honest, 50% of people have panic attacks. No That's way. absolutely true. Bullshit, because I no. talk to so many people about panic attacks, panic attacks, and they cannot relate and they, they do not understand. No, they don't. I'm telling you, I've spoken to so many professionals, 50% of people have panic attacks. Mm-mm. Well, I don't, I don't know why <laughs> you're stonewalling me on this. Uh, I'm empirically right. <laughs> well, empirically, doesn't that mean? I have evidence from doctors. But- Okay, let's do this. Anxiety disorders are the most common mental illness in the United States, affecting 40 million adults age 18 and older, or 18.1% of the population every year. Anxiety disorders include everything from panic disorders and agoraphobia to social anxiety and obsessive-compulsive disorders. Anxiety disorders are highly treatable, yet only 36.9% of those suffering receive treatment. Panic disorder is diagnosed in people who experience spontaneous, seemingly out-of-the-blue panic attacks and are very preoccupied with the fear of a recurring attack. People with a panic disorder will experience recurrent panic attacks over time that begin to interfere with daily life. Panic disorder is prevalent in 3.7 to 4.1% of people in the United States. Now, when it comes to just isolated panic attacks, 22.7% of people in the United States experience a panic attack at least once in their lives. That's actually way, way higher than I expected. I don't know who's right, Joe. Your doctor, probably not my Google research. But also, if you have a panic attack, I don't necessarily think that is directly related to, like, your family history. It could just be, like, a one-off Also, the, yeah, there's a big stress. difference between having panic attacks and having a panic disorder. That's a very... Right. Those are, those are different. Uh, those are not necessarily the same thing. Okay. Like, my father has had, uh, I believe, has had panic attacks. Yeah. But it's not something that he regularly deals with. Right. 
Okay, I'm sorry I got I got on your case about that. It's okay. Facts. I'm clearly defensive about it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what happened. Why did you start having panic attacks? A couple of years ago, I was I was working a lot uh, out of town. I was living in a hotel by myself. Wait, can I tell my listeners what a wonderful, talented actor you are? I mean, I I like where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I well, mean, I, don't know. I on I'm going to. Um, be honest and say that I don't know this n- empirically. <laughs> oh, is this is going to be a this is going to be a pattern now. <laughs> no, because we're playing a pattern game. Yeah, we're playing a pattern. Uh, game. No, because I've actually never seen you do anything. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird way to take it away before you gave it to me. <laughs> but I've heard that you're an amazing actor. I can okay. attest to that. Yeah, he was in season one of Blind Spot. That's true. And you were a lead in a series called of the L.A. Complex. The L.A. Complex and. And you were in or are in Arrow? I was in Arrow. Actually, this was happening while I was doing Arrow. Okay. I was in Vancouver. See, I'm a terrible person. Why? To say this, but I haven't seen any of those shows. That's a, why is that no, because you a terrible one, person? I need to see Blind Spot. <laughs> I would never have watched Blind Spot if I wasn't engaged to the creator of the show. So, <laughs> I also wouldn't have listened, maybe listened to your podcast had I not been invited to be a guest. So listen, exactly. we're all exactly. Okay. All well, I'm going to watch some Blind Spot this weekend. Okay. And then I'm going to do a cutaway to Blind Spot in my podcast. <laughs> you guys, you guys, you guys, I did watch an episode of Blind Spot yesterday and it was so good. Great job, Melissa's fiance, Martin. Also, here's a clip of Joe in season one being very romantic. You twist your lips when you're writing. I twist my lips when I'm frustrated. I should get this back to the lab. Hey, come on, your, your software can't stand in that arch and compare the bricks. And it can't pull this book off the top shelf and flip to the right page. We're close here. You just want to solve it. Damn right I want to solve it. So do you. You know why it didn't work out with those other guys? Because it didn't. That's insightful. Just because it hasn't worked out in the past doesn't mean it can't work out in the future. Sometimes you got to take a leap. I'm just... Not built that way. I know. I am. What a fine, balanced couple we make. <laughs> All right, here. Okay, here we are. So anyway, yeah. you're working on Arrow, and yeah. you start having panicky feelings. Yeah, I don't know what... Uh, oh, I know what happened. Yeah. I was. Uh... Joe and Martin went to Vegas. Joe ended up having an inner ear infection. We all know where those come from. And then he ended up with vertigo. And I lost my mind. I was doing a scene, uh, and I w- felt like I was falling. And I went home, and I didn't sleep for days, and I was just freaking out. And then, you know, uh, anticipatory dread kicks in. You start yeah. to, like, going to set started to become, like, impossible. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of the beginning of Shit, it. Shit, that's yeah. so scary. So it didn't and really... you hadn't had one ever before? I'd had panic attacks before, not to do with performing, though. Yeah. Well, and so I started doing improv because I forgot that I loved performing. Like, yeah. this, this sort of took me away from... I was like, oh, I hate going to perform. And I was uh-huh. like, but that's not true. That's uh-huh. just empirically not true. <laughs> um, and so I was like, well, I got to I gotta be, I hadn't done a play in years. I hadn't been on stage. And so I was like, I have to do something that's sort of scarier than my own bullshit. And so mm. I started doing improv. And I hear you're pretty good at improv, too. I'm not. Yes, I'm not. I hear you oh, yeah. I went to a show recently. It was very good. Well, listen, that's nice, but also... And I, I don't really go to improv shows anymore. Nobody does. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, do, I but laughed I really... a lot. <laughs> well, that's nice to hear. That's good. I'm getting better. That's, I'll say that. 
I bet you're pretty good. <laughs> I think you're very good. Thank you. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now what do we talk about? <laughs> Is this always how it goes? Yes, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just didn't want to be the one that I feel bad for broke it or something. No, no, I, love, I love seeing the behind the scenes of how this works. Have you never seen Fascinating. this? Fascinating. No. Oh, okay. I'm an avid listener. <laughs> sure. First time worker, employee. Right. Uh, oh, also my grandmother had, uh, had uh, panic. She was an actress in her very young days, and oh, she wow. uh, stopped because of what? anxiety. Where, 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 how? In, in England. In England. Yeah, that's yeah. Her and my grandfather were both actors. Wow. And my grandfather continued. Stage. Yeah, the old stage Vic. actors. Yes. <laughs> was that a good English accent? Not especially. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was fine. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Not the panic attack part, though. No. Well, they were, like, for my grandmother, she was just like, well, I guess I just can't be an actor. And so she stopped. Mm. Whereas now, you know, there's ways to deal with it. Yeah, back yeah. then it was like, it. she's got hysteria. Yes. Yeah. Right. Or no. stage fright, which they, they were like, either you have it or you don't. Like right. some sort of, you know, mm -hmm. uh, virus or so something. So what are you doing for yourself? I mean, you know, improv therapy. Lexapro. <laughs> okay, that's good. Yeah. We're on Lexapro. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, saved my life, I think. We're all three on Lexapro? Oh, all shit. three of us. All right. Oh, you're not? No, I am. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've been on it for a while. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, did it give you headaches? The first two months were a nightmare. <gasps> oh, they were. That's good to know. Yeah. yeah. Because it's only been a month and a half. Oh, me. yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes I, a while to adjust. I had like a month of like woozy awfulness uh -huh. and then another month of just a cloud and then all of a sudden the cloud lifted. Yep, that's like, exactly oh, what again. happened to me too. What? Yeah. Mm -hmm. it was okay. Like eight weeks. Ex almost exactly. Wow. Okay. I was fine immediately. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> because I just needed to know that I was on the right track yeah. and I needed to feel like I was... um just going to recover mm -hmm. and and then like i got really tired all the time oh interesting. and i'm still kind of tired and then the last two weeks i've had headaches i'm sure but i think it's yeah. my sinuses because the mucinex is helping oh, there you go. oh yeah i got very tired <laughs> you did but and i take another drug called vivance what's that for it's to combat my tiredness because I would sleep like two or three hours in the middle of the day. Oh. Because I'm already like a tired person in general. I've been taking naps. You know yeah. what though? If you've been dealing with uh, panic, part of that is adrenal fatigue. And you should I be, agree. You should be sleeping. <gasps> Thank you so much. Yeah, because it's the only thing that recovers it. Joe. And so, so your grandparents on your dad's side? My mom's side. Ah. Mm-hmm. My dad's dad died when he was very, very young. Uh huh. And then his mom died when I was three or four, I think. Or maybe a little older than that. So that brings us to longevity. Mm hmm. How's the longevity in the fam? My grandmother's 94 on Hell my mom's yeah. side, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So where, like, this is what, 21? Right. So, so where am I at? Yeah, like, what, yeah, where are you at? <laughs> are you, uh, uh, I'm buoyed honestly... by the whole thing, or are you, uh, what? Are you buoyed? Where's buoyed? Meaning, like, uh, lifted up. Oh, because those are buoys up. I have hanging right there. <laughs> oh, those are buoys. You have in I your love backyard. Buoys. You guys don't have a problem saying the word buoy, right? That's fine. I, I like buoy. Yeah, great. Just checking. <laughs> Who doesn't like saying buoy? Some people can't say it. Boy. Buoy. Buoy. <laughs> yeah, it's like a. Well, that's how they say it. In Maine, they like say you're boy. You're talking down to someone in a Western. In Maine, they say boy. Boy? Well, that's boy. just. That's, that's wrong. <laughs> boy. That's my dad. I needed to call him for confirmation. A fuck boy. <laughs>
What did they say? Just buoy. And what what did I say? Boy. What boy? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, most people would say boy. And what do they say um, when you uh, cross the interstate in Maine? Hi there. Hi there. Hi. Hi there. Hi there. You can't get there from here. What you got there? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Okay, so okay. let's get back on track. <clears throat> Sorry. Is this my podcast now? <laughs> yes, please. Okay. Yes, so, please. Okay. Okay, I'm focused. So how are you feeling about the collection of people you've interviewed for, to be sperm donors? Are you encouraged? Are you buoyed? Are you are you discouraged? Are you de-buoyed? De-buoyed. <laughs> de-buoyed. <laughs> That's a very Canadian word, I feel like. De-buoyed. Wait, is that a word? No, oh. but like... <laughs> de-buoyed. De-buoyed sounds like I've very... been de-buoyed. Yeah. Um, I am... I think I'm going to make a decision by November. Oh, wow. Oh, that's soon. Is that because you're encouraged or discouraged? Like, uh, that you're just like, oh, let's just end this? Or are you like, I think I found at least a handful of people that I'm really excited I about? I don't know if I have found the person. Okay. But I I just want to stop wondering. Right. I just want to get on with it, my life. Are you ready to do it? Like, are you ready to... No, but I'm hoping that by November I'll have some answers. <laughs> I don't think okay. anyone, I think this was said in like a previous episode. Yeah, but Maria. No one's going to be ready to be like, I'm ready to get pregnant. I'm right. ready to have a child. I feel like right. that's, that's a thing true. that's that rarely happens. Yeah. So if, if you are like, well, I kind of want to do this. This is something I'm passionate about. You just have to do it. Because right. you could do this podcast for 10 years yeah. and just keep interviewing people. It's like Tinder. You just keep swiping like someone's better. Someone's better. Someone's that's better. Advice. It's great advice. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like you just need to just. But do I don't it. feel like, um, <clears throat> like I. It's not that I'm seeing faults in all these people. I just like I want. It's I. I don't want to fall in love. That is not not. Or right. I don't want to fall in right. love with the person. Right. But it's almost like I want that spark. Yeah. You know, like yes. oh, this is the perfect guy. And I feel like that guy. People have that kind of a moment when they look at sperm banks. But I don't want to look at a sperm bank because you can't tell the mental history. Right. Mental health history and. Mental they don't give you that information. Well, they do, but you have to trust that the person's being honest. Right, right. Are you dating throughout all this? I am, and it's not fun. It's not? I don't know. Are people weird about it? Yeah. And they're not. (laughs) I mean, they are and they're not. Like, also, okay, I'm, long story short, they think it's funny and interesting. Right. But I haven't had any second dates. That's not really true. Right. But like, I've had a lot of, I mean, I'm not. Listen, talking all, about yeah, that right, right, on right. my podcast. <laughs> <sighs> You're not talking about that on your podcast? I don't pod- talk about sex on my podcast. Really? No. Oh, interesting. <laughs> that seems counterintuitive. Because it's a, a show about sex? Yeah. <laughs> well, what do I say about it? I don't know. It's I your don't podcast. Know. I don't know. I'm, I'm very open about <laughs> everything. I'm very vulnerable about every vulnerable about all of my feelings and stuff like that. But for some reason, when sex comes up, mm-hmm. I guess I can talk about this feeling. I just feel like um, maybe I don't respect myself. And that probably comes from my youth or something. I don't know what it is, but I I used to always associate love and sex with each other. And it wasn't until a couple of years ago that I was able to not at all. Right. And, um, yeah, I don't know. But I just, I feel... Like, I'm going to get in trouble if I talk about sex. Or mm, I guess true. I feel uncomfortable with people seeing me, people that I'm not, that is uh, that are not my 
lover. Right. I don't I don't feel comfortable with other people seeing me as a sexual being. That's fair. That makes sense. Is it? Yeah. Does it? Well, it's you what that's fair. That's fair. I mean But I do I want to like look pretty on the street or whatever in a dress and I want guys to yeah, but it's not one or the other. You can have whatever you want. <laughs> you can have. You can not talk about sex and look pretty, and you can do it. That's right. your prerogative. Yeah, but I don't know what it is. Like I don't know why. Hey, it's me, voiceover Molly, and I'm I'm just listening to myself here. And aside from it sounding very childish, um, here's here's what I think it is. I think that I'm afraid of losing the respect of my parents and my family, and yeah, I think that's all it is. It's like I've been so lucky to have their respect all these years, and if they find out that I have sex, they'll, they'll, they won't like me anymore. But, you know, I am 40, so they might forgive me. When I used to write in my, all my blogs, like, I was just open about everything and, like, sex and whatever. But now, like, I don't really talk about it that much, and I don't, like, used to, like, tweet about it and joke about it, but, like, I don't anymore because it kind of makes me feel uncomfortable. Because I'm like, oh, I'm like older now and I'm like an adult. I don't know who's listening. I don't want people to know everything about me anymore. I wonder if when you, as you get older, you realize how um, kind of, this is going to sound silly, but like how important sex is. Like, I think you don't yeah. think that maybe as much when you're younger. Yeah. Well, I think it's the reverse for me. Oh. Because I was, I talk more about sex now than I ever have. Oh. And that's, hmm. and I don't talk about it much. But hmm. that's, maybe that's just because, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I always had, until I was 28, I only had long-term boyfriends. Oh. Oh, okay. And I didn't have, like, a college experience. Like, I mean, I went to college, but I didn't have, like, a... Right. Hooking up with random people experience. Right. Yeah. That was my whole 20s. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm a late bloomer. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I didn't have my first kiss until I was... Oh, my gosh. I mean, I can't put this story on there. Why? Why? <clears throat> I don't know if it's a good story yet, but I it's want it It's a really good there. story. Okay, fine. I got my period when I was two weeks before I turned 16. Very, that's late. No. <laughs> In case you don't know. That's I know. when I did. No. I was 15. Were you, did people, were you flat as a board like me? Oh, yes. Extremely. Okay. Empirically well, no, I don't not fe- late. I, Oh my god, that's four now. That's so we have to add I'm another really, empirical at some point. I'm really shoving them in there. We need at least three more to make it to go back around to being <laughs> funny again. Yeah. <laughs> okay, real quick. Monarchy. M E N A R C H E. Monarchy. That is the first menstrual cycle or the first menstrual bleeding in female humans. The average age of monarchy is about 12 and a half years in the United States, 12.72 in Canada, and 12.9 in the UK. Fewer than 10% of U.S. girls start to menstruate before 11 years of age, and 90% of all U.S. girls are menstruating by 13.75 years of age, with a median age of 12.43 years. Melissa, these are middle school ages. I was, it was two weeks before junior year when I got my period. I didn't know any other girls that didn't have their period. You and I, we were late. Yeah. Okay, fine. I had braces from fifth grade to senior year. I Rough. was flat as a board. I was a jock. And then I got my period, my boobs grew a tiny bit, got my top braces off, smoked weed, drank booze, had my first kiss, and blowjob all in one night. <laughs> nice. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Right, but all of the... a sudden, I was popular. And well, I, I can see why. <laughs> <laughs> he told everybody at school, but I didn't know, so it didn't. Oh, so that was no. okay. Oh. 
No, it's okay because then the quarterback asked me out. And oh. I was like, oh, I'm dating the quarterback now. And I didn't know why. He always tried to get me to go down on him, but I refused. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's, uh, that's amazing. And then I broke up with him. Oh, that's yeah. great. I love wow. that story. You really won. Because yeah. I was giving him a hand job and he told me to hold his balls and I was offended. <laughs> She's like, no, no, let me do it. Hold my balls. And I'm like, what? I had never heard of this before. Sure. Wow. But, you know, I would do that for somebody now. I'd be like, great, oh, you take sure. over. I don't want to do it. Yeah, my arm's tired. <laughs> <laughs> but still hold the balls. It's a, not a great thing to say in the middle of anything. <laughs> it's a bold move for, like, a high schooler sure. to say that. Right. Yeah. Well. The whole thing. Yeah. I got this. We were snowboarding while we were in the car in the parking lot after a day of what is it called when you snowboard? Shredding Shred the gnar. Shred the gnar. Carving it up. Carving is that a thing? Ripping the gnar. Ripping the gnar. We could just make it up and people would. Yeah, You're a nobody, trendsetter. Nobody's going to know. Anyway, I still think none of this is making the cut. <sighs> so, gosh. What, was the, what's the point of any of it? Would you look at that? I left it in. Can you believe it? I really ripped that Band-Aid off. Not that you asked me to, but I did it. So, that's something. Probably good for my personal growth. Maybe. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. What's your view on kids? Yeah, thanks, Melissa. <laughs> God. Um, I'm all over the place. I never thought I would have kids. You never and, did. And and now uh, I'm. I don't want kids now. I live in a studio apartment I can't really afford so like, it's not it's not a great time for me oh right now yeah but you're, but, I, but you think you might one day I don't know I'm more open to it than I ever have been but I for forever never thought I would have kids just because of what I do and and how hard really? that is yeah yeah you know my my dad's an actor and oh uh and it was hard I think for, for him, you guys. no, for him oh. to to be an artist and be a, a parent. That's mm-hmm. it's not easy. Was he a working actor that like was able to help? He was very support you guys. Yeah, he worked at the Stratford Festival, which is a big Shakespearean uh-huh. theater festival, and he was there, you know, my whole childhood, and he was very lucky in that regard. But also, it's in Ontario. It's in Ontario, Canada. Al- in Canada, <laughs> but also maybe could have gone and you know uh, um, taken a risk and done, done something else. I don't know that he would have want, wanted to. I'm not going to speak for him, but mm-hmm. he was kind of beholden to that job because he had three kids and mm-hmm. and had to take care of them. And I think that I thought about that a lot when I became an artist. That I was like, well, I'd, I think I'm going to go all the way mm. and I'll live in a studio apartment until, uh, you know forever to keep doing this yeah so i guess uh however more recently like my brother just had a so my brother's married to uh, a woman who has a daughter from her previous marriage Mm -hmm. and then they had a baby last year and Mm -hmm. that was the first time i was like oh this is like one of ours Mm -hmm. like and of course uh, my other niece is absolutely one of ours i don't mean that i just seeing them go through having a baby was really special Uh uh-huh and that was the first time i started to you know uh to think about it in mm-hmm. any kind of real way. And you have a third sibling? I have a younger sister, yeah. Mm. 
Listen to those birds, everyone. Oh, yeah. How appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Younger sister, where does where she live? She lives in Toronto. She's a yeah. music uh, producer. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Speaking of music. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to ask me if I can sing? Yeah. I can't sing <laughs> at all. You can't h- harmonize? I'm a t- we c- I can try, but I'm a terrible singer. Okay, what's a song that you know? Oh, man. <laughs> I'm so... My core temperature just went up like four degrees. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a very good dancer. Hey. Does that help? Yeah. Okay. He's a tap dancer. Yeah. <gasps> That's amazing. Does that... Is that can, can that mean I don't have to Can we hear you sing? tap? I mean, I don't know if you can hear it on here. Does that does that X out the anxiety? Oh yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. Where am I? Where yeah, am I it right out. now? Uh, for me? Yeah. Gosh, I don't know. I mean, we I haven't do... even talked about your face yet. <laughs> <laughs> what a strange way to put that. <laughs> Listeners, he's got a great face. Oh. Very um, symmetrical. Oh really? You got gray hair. I dye my hair. My, you do? I do. Yeah. Oh, the Why? secret's it's out. Gray. Is it? Is it yeah. really? From anxiety. Get out. Yeah. It's almost entirely You know, gray. I have gray hairs, too. Like, way more. Almost entirely gray? Yeah. Holy Are shit. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, I love it. They just how leaned long, in. <laughs> how long have you been dying? I mean, what's Come. the last time you died? Uh, a week and a half ago. <gasps> I had no idea. I had no idea. You're officiating my wedding, and I did not know. Yeah. <laughs> because it doesn't. Here's the thing. I don't care about gray hair, but Lean it doesn't in. go with my face. I can't right. See you because of because you look very young. Yeah, I have a young young man's face. Young man. Wow. I'm touching it now, you guys. That's okay. Oh. <laughs> Soft. Soft and thick. It's yeah. It's listen. It's, He's got really really great hair. It's great hair. Great my hair. My dad is bald. Pretty symmetrical. But my grandfather on my mother's side, full head of hair. Your it's the mother's bald. side that dictates mo- the hair, yeah. right? It skips a generation well, you get, and, male pa- and you get your hair. Everybody left from your says mom's that, side. but my ex, he was going, and it was his dad and all of his dad's siblings and all of his br- and all of my ex's. Joe, don't be mad at me. I'm not trying to tell you you're gonna go bald, but I just looked it up on the internet. It says it's a myth that hair loss is only passed down from your mother's side. While the primary baldness gene is on the X chromosome, which men get only from their mothers, other factors are also in play. The hereditary factor is slightly more dominant on the woman's side, but research suggests that men who have a bald father are more likely to develop male pattern baldness than those who don't. But I'm sure your hair is going to be fine. It's doing great. I guess that's empirically true. Would you? How do you feel about donating your sperm? Is that something you would ever do? Or wait, wait, before you answer that question, what do you think about people that do donate their sperm? Did you have, do you have any preconceived notions about this kind of a thing? Is you it know, a weird thing? I hadn't really thought about it much until yesterday. Okay. I, I Actually, that's not true. I thought about it a couple of weeks ago. Um, just as a, just in the abstract, I thought about it. Because uh-huh. um, at first I was like, well, if someone really close to me was really, really wanted that Mm -hmm. i uh, how would i not do that like a family member yeah family member really close friend like if someone was just like then i then i think the complications of this is someone who i'm uh, involved in their life quite intensely whether you know whoever it is someone really close that would i don't know how i'd feel about that Mm -hmm. um not you know being involved but not being the dad that's just i don't know that's very messy so then i thought when melissa asked me to do this and i thought about it i was like well you and i don't really know each other that well we're getting there though we sure are (laughs) (laughs) i mean 
this might ruin everything that I had thought about because now, you know, no. but like, maybe that, like, uh, maybe that's the better way to do it. That someone that, you know, I, uh, enjoy that I like, but I'm not, you know, right. We're not, uh, intimately involved. We're not very close. Not that we couldn't be, but like, we're not currently. Um, so I would be open to it. Oh. I'm not ready to ask where he is on a scale of 1 to 10 yet, though. I also wonder, Wonder. Uh, do you ask people, uh, how, like, when they answer that question, 1 to 10, like, how much of that is their ego? I thought about that a lot. Of, like, my right. desire to be picked. Like, uh, like uh, my desire to be the one. Mm-hmm. Like. Or. I, that's why I wonder, like, asking them what their. Or your desire to be liked on the podcast. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I might leave here and then change my mind. Right. Like Amanda says, Andy's, she's like, Andy would never do that. Right. He was just doing it for the podcast. And I was shocked. This was like he a was month so after. so sweet. I know. It was like a <laughs> month. Yeah, that was a great episode. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's great. That's I was so I, happy. Seemed like it could have been over just then. Yeah. I, 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 there was like a month of me thinking, well, there's Andy. I got Andy. So, you know, I don't uh, have to worry about it. And, and then I... I guess it came up with Amanda, and she's like, I don't think he would ever do that. And I was like, really? Oh, shit. What's the most important thing about the baby? Good your question. Health. health. Okay. Yeah. How's your health? Good. Any um, stomach problems? Yeah. No. Yeah. You have IBS? No. No. <laughs> no, I have something called leaky gut. What is that? But that's also uh, uh, stomach problems and anxiety completely I know. linked. I know. Cause I have stomach your, problems. Of course you do, because you have anxiety. Gastritis. Yeah, me too. I have that too. Oh, fun. Yeah. Joe, this isn't looking good for you. Listen, that's fine. I feel like I'm going to come out of here uh, with a new friend. Oh, Joe, can, like, I want you to be the baby daddy. Well, I, could st- I, I still could be. It's a yeah, possibility. Be. Listen, th- this stuff is... Everyone has anxiety. Everyone I'm tired has of it. something I'm so majorly tired of wrong with being them. Like some like, weird thing. But don't you feel when you have a panic attack that you're insane? Well, I'm dying. You feel like you're dying. I feel like I'm insane. And yeah, I've course. lost my mind. But you're not. Yeah, that's a panic attack. Yeah. But you're not. Because 50% of people have panic I attacks. I don't believe I believe that. I guarantee I totally you that's believe true. That. Okay, what happens with leaky gut, though? I'm just curious. Well, you don't. It's like a, your, um, your intestines become permeable, so you don't absorb the nutrients from food. So I would get very dizzy and very weak, very tired all the time. Uh, I was having trouble absorbing iron, so I was anemic, which is very rare for men who aren't vegans. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and I finally went to see a naturopath, and she was like, yeah, you're not absorbing anything. Maybe I should see one. Wait, did he get out of singing? Yeah. Yeah. Nailed it. But can you tap dance, please? I can. I don't know if you'll hear it. I think we'll hear it. You tap dance. I'll hold the mics to your feet. <laughs> Concrete? I can, here, go on that slab. Yeah, you weren't. We have a slab, a, a wall here. We'll hear some shuffling. Whoa. Whoa. This is very impressive. Wow. That was pretty wow. good, you guys. Wow. Now do it for me. You're going to tap dance? Okay. Do I have shoes over here? Wow, that's pretty good, actually. That's my only move. That's great. <laughs> wow. Thank you. That's a move. Thank that's you. a really good move. <laughs> the soles of my feet are totally bloody right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. That was a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. That'd be so funny. 
<laughs> you look over there, just shared blood Cooling. everywhere. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. So, well, let's, Melissa, look at our faces. Put them together. What do you see? I see... Well, your noses are sort of similar. I don't know what we in keep thinking we're going to see when we look back at each in other. In a way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Your nose is not like mine. Well, they they kind of are a little. No, because mine's... So... You both have like a little cute little indent. Oh, I hate that part. That No, I you like don't have that. I like that part. Yay. No, that's why I think I have a dick nose. What? No. <laughs> My nose looks like no. the tip of a dick. You both have uh, very good eyebrows. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It does not. It does not. All right, don't look at it. I, I want to ask why you think that. but I, I don't know. I think I just saw a movie once when I was a kid where this guy had a dick nose. And I was like, ugh. I just looked it up, you guys. I hate this movie. I forgot. Ugh. It's called Nothing But Trouble. It was made in 1991. Dan Aykroyd wrote and directed it. He also plays this nasty old man in it. And there's just this one shot, maybe like half a second, where Chevy Chase looks over at Dan Aykroyd, old man Dan Aykroyd, and his nose is the tip of a penis. And it's etched in my brain. And I'll put it on my Instagram so you guys can etch it into your brain too. So fucking, I hate this movie. And then, and then I started as an worried. adult. I start as an adult. I started thinking I had you one. You don't have a dick nose. All right. Yeah, don't worry about it. I think your child would be very adorable. I think it would too. I think you I think both our have faces very great features. Nicely. You would even out or um, sort of mid-range my chin a little and bit. And you have What's great cheekbones. You both have good cheekbones. Mm. Yeah, you both have. Very, I have. Like, I have very little chin. And I have big chin. You don't have a little chin. I do. It's yeah. still nicely defined. But you have very defined jaw lines. So that right. kid would have, have a, a nice. Real... You have a great. <laughs> I both love and hate this. <laughs> I don't want it to stop, but I don't want to be seen to be enjoying I, it. I hate my hairline. Why? Tiny. No, that's good. My forehead. I have a two head. No, I like. I Better like... than a five head. You don't want yeah. a big forehead. This is a good hairline, though. Yeah. Yeah. You both have great hair. We both have good lips. Good lips. Good yep. Lips. But. but what? <laughs> oh no. Well, you're both tall. Yeah. How tall are you? I'm you're 5'9. Five five eight. Eight. I'm 5'11. Good height. It's good height. Good yeah, height. It's good height. What are Not your concerns? I see the concern wash over you. Well, I worry about my eye size. And you've got great sized eyes. Eye size? But, I yes. have small eyes. But what if I had a man with really big eyes? Would my child have normal sized eyes? You don't have that small You don't eyes. have small eyes. Oh, okay. Gosh. Yeah. Did you just invite us here to say nice things yeah, about you physically? Is this a real podcast? <laughs> These are things I say about myself. There's things I've told myself over the years. I've got a dick nose, tiny eyes, an underbite. I neck. have a weird shaped head. I have a weird shaped head too, but yeah. that doesn't matter because we have hair. Yeah. Where is it weird? It's sort of like shaped like Bert from Ernie and Bert. Like it goes up at the back. Me er- too. Yeah. Ernie, did you say Ernie That's and That's why Bert? I have front heavy hair. <laughs> it was weird saying hearing Ernie and Bert. Is that what he said? Bert and Ernie. Oh, we say Ernie and Bert in Canada. You don't. No, you don't. Ernie and Bert? No. It's more positive. Mine's more positive. I like my inflection better. Bert and Bernie? (laughs) (laughs) We don't speak. Did we smoke weed? Just now. No. (laughs) Bert and Ernie. No, you're right. It is Bert and Ernie. Why do I say Ernie and Bert? (laughs) (laughs) I have to question everything now. Oh, no. Nothing's real. How's your tooth health? Uh, good. <laughs> okay, good. I've had maybe 
two cavities my oh, whole life. Wow. Nice. That's good. You're in. Okay. Oh, wow. I didn't know that rated so high. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's all about the dental that's nine points work. for him. Oh, that's what I should do. I should give everybody, I should make like a rating system for each quality. Right. Yeah, that's oh. endearing. <laughs> I'm going to rate all of you. <laughs> I think you're going to find people's involvement uh, preferences go down. (laughs) I do find myself wanting to agree to this because we're recording it. (laughs) See, it's all about that Hollywood influence, baby. You know, some people are very okay with it, and some people are very, like, absolutely not. So you you don't have to feel pressured in any direction. I don't really feel pressured. I assume it would be a longer conversation (laughs) and one done in private if it was anything serious. Is that? Have you thought about what that? conversation sounds like when you're like hey all microphones aside this is something i want to do with you andy or whoever (laughs) well there's more than andy there's andy brandon (laughs) alex okay zach stephen fletcher yeah you've had a few guys who were like yeah totally i'm in yeah have you checked back in with them? No. Okay. I'm you should do that. I'm you scared. Sh- Ew, sorry for that baby voice, you guys. Ugh, that's the worst. Anyway, I, 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 yeah, I know, I know. I gotta check back in. It's all gonna happen. It's gonna happen soon. That's where we're at. Nope. Alcoholism? Got any? I got it under control. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've always had. How big were you when you were born? Uh, when I was born, my yeah. average size, not not big. I was well, a big baby. How was labor like, for your mom? Oh, I, I, fine, I think. Oh. Yeah. Huh. What was your temperament? Oh, I was a very worried kid, Aww. but I was also very independent. Oh. Like I was very. Uh, uh, I would see people like playing uh, volleyball and I would just like wander off and be like, I want to be a part of this. I left home very early. Like I wanted to be oh, out wow. on my own. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. But I was also very, like I would just worry. What would you worry about? I don't know. That's the funny thing is I would get up in the middle of the night and go to my parents' room and just be like, I'm really worried. And um, I wouldn't know why. I feel that. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't feel worried right now. No, I, I feel you. Right, yeah. Um, I worried a lot about, I worried about other people. What did you worry about other people? Because I had that too. I just wanted them to be happy. Yeah, me too. Hmm. But that's empathy. That's a good thing. Yeah. And I think when empathy is overwhelming, that's what makes artists. (laughs) Like, I think that's... Maybe, yeah. You know. I just felt like I worried about not being okay, whatever that meant. I'm trying to remember what I worried about. It really, it was just sort of making sure nobody was sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel ya. Weird that we try and make people laugh all the time now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Or I worried that people would have fun without me. Me too. <laughs> Huge. That was everything. I feel like that's something I'm FOMO. still working on. Yeah, me too. I can't, like, I'm, I'm finally getting better at it. I used to, like, not, like, I was the youngest, and everybody would would be downstairs watching TV, and my room was right above the TV room. Ugh, torture. So, so before bedtime happened, I would try and make myself invisible so no one would remember that I was even in the room. So I would just, like, be tiny, 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 and not move. And I'd be sitting, you know, in between two large people, (laughs) and I would just not move, and I'd be watching Moonlighting or something. (laughs) 
And I would have to pee so badly, but I would just hold it as me, long as I could. Me because too. I would not want to miss out. I can't tell you how much <laughs> I used to do that. Just like playing hide and go seek and just being like, if I'll miss the best one if I go pee. I'll miss the best one. Yes. Someone's going to find a new place to hide and then I'll be out of the loop. Also, yes. when you're little, like missing anything is like missing everything. Yeah. Because time is not is shorter, right? So like missing yeah. a day of school is like missing six weeks. Yeah. Yeah, you date somebody for three weeks in, in high school and you you guys were, you know. Yeah. yeah, that was it. You were the couple. Yeah. <laughs> you were taken. I cried when I missed school. You did. I wanted to go to school so bad. I, like when I was sick, I was like, Mom, I can go to school. Oh. I swear. Because I didn't want to miss out on anything. Yeah. You were a smarty pants. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> you the, sitting on the couch, that seems like it. Do you think that explains a lot, that little story? I think it explains why I have no control of my bladder. <laughs> me too. I have the smallest bladder in the world. Are you kidding me? Tiny. I have to pee right now. I have to pee so, so badly, badly right now. <laughs> <laughs> I've Come had to pee on, so badly guys. for like 20 minutes. I, oh my God. <laughs> I peed right when I got here. I peed right before you guys got here. I drive, <laughs> I, I, I've been driving Lyft and it is a nightmare because every, every time someone gets in the car, I'm like, oh, we're going to the airport. Oh, no. uh, this is Where a, do you this, pee? Oh, I have places all over the city. <laughs> Usually McDonald's or Starbucks because oh, they won't ones. be like, oh, for customers only because you can just be right. like, you know, you think I don't go to Starbucks, which I don't. But Hey, tell me more about that. I hate Starbucks. I don't drink coffee. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was just a sort of a, you were taking a stance, boycotting it. I don't drink coffee because of anxiety. Uh, I just started drinking it again because I've had these headaches and I thought maybe that would help. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I have Happy. to stop. I'm done. I, I did have some today. But I was I didn't have any coffee for, I don't know, a month and a half. Yeah. I still haven't had any alcohol. But coffee between your stomach and the caffeine is just like, Cut it's it out. not necessary. Not necessary. But, and it didn't help the headaches anyway. Oh, well then. But then I was like, but this is so tasty. I should yeah. do this more often. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we have to stop this podcast Good to now. Know. This is just Okay. Well, drivel. we have a lot of problems in common. We do. But some good stuff too. We should keep the part where we find out we have the same bladder. Oh, that'll be in there okay, for sure. Good. That was that oh, wait, was a I delight. forgot to get a number for you from you. I need to get a number from you. On a scale of one to ten. Honestly? Uh oh. I'm Ooh. scared. Four. Oh, that's not good enough. But you're being... I'm being the, honest. You're being honest. Maybe I'm unlikable, but that was the goal. Not no, to no, be no, unlikable, no, 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 no. but like to not be, try and sell myself. Because that right. my, that's my tendency is to like... Okay. That's like, not a bad number. No. That number's movable. I'm just saying that's... But now it makes me want to try to convince you. So what would I need to do to convince you to get it I, higher? I don't know. Try something. <laughs> <laughs> Learn how to tap dance better. No, no, no. <laughs> These things don't matter to me. Tap dancing? What matters to you? <laughs> it's not tap dancing or nothing. <laughs> I just mean in in the context of this decision whether I'm if not like if she's going to be mother to my knew... child and not teach him or her how to right. tap dance. No, that child's going to tap dance. Don't you worry. They're going to sing too. They're going to sing and tap dance. I think it would just be like that and again maybe this is my ego but like I I'd have to know you'd really... I'm not going to sell Want myself. It. Right. Like, I, it would have to you're be that you're like, it I'd have oh, to it'd be really it. important to me that it's y you. And, and then, not out and of any sort of like... And then you'd consider it more. Yeah. I like that. In just a general... If we're talking in general, I'm saying four because like... Right. I don't yeah, know. Four to like anyone. Yeah. 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 
Or even four to you while there's, you know, because maybe here's That's the thing. Me. I don't want to skew your your numbers while you're also speaking to other people. And like maybe someone's really into it or, or you know, I don't know. <laughs> I hear you. I, I hear don't you. want to try and sell myself. That was very important to me. No, you're you're doing a great job. You're 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 perfect. <laughs> See how I got a compliment out of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, as far as like mothers go, I if I were a man and I were to give you my sperm, I would have a hundred percent confidence in you raising a child that it would be like a fantastic child me too thanks like there's no doubt in my mind that like oh i have no, none of my reservations are about what okay. how you would raise the child that has nothing to do with I it could. mine's just more about the situation in general of yeah, like knowing there's you. a kid out there that is mm-hmm. part me and if i'm i not involved how do i f- i'm just very uh uh murky on how i even feel about that right so right, right. that's why the numbers like it's got nothing to do with anything about yeah. you no, well, that's good, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I think a, f- a four is a very responsible answer. I think it's a responsible answer. I think it's a, re- yes, mm-hmm. yes. I, I respect and I have, it. And I do worry about panic stuff. Because it, for me, it's the scariest, mm-hmm. okay, no 50% of people out are having. I wasn't going to say that. Empirically, I know. What are you? <laughs> um, I think empirical evidence is is less. We've for sure been using it wrong. Okay, I think Let's just agree to that. I, I'm pretty sure empirical evidence is evidence that you've seen in your world, but not like in your, you know, like people you know and all that stuff. Or if you're a doctor, empirically, they the evidence that they see is from their patients, but it's not like evidence that has been gathered from studies and stuff like that. This is the part of the podcast where Molly cuts away and gives us the definition of empirically. I still don't get what it is, you guys, but I'll just read what it says on Wikipedia. Empirical evidence, also known as sensory experience, is the information received by means of the senses, particularly by observation and documentation of patterns and behavior through experimentation. So I think Joe's definition, I think he's correct the way he's using it, and I think that I'm I'm wrong. Well, Joe, you're empirically... Oh, no. ...the best. <laughs> oh, jeez. We have to pee. So badly. <laughs> you go first, though. Okay, goodbye. Okay. Joe, thank you so much. Though, My seriously. pleasure. <laughs> Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Thank you so much to Melissa Stetton and Joe Dinnicle for hanging out with me in my backyard. You can find Melissa on Twitter at Melissa Stetton. That's M-E-L-I-S-S-A-S-T-E-T-T-E-N. You can also find her on Instagram at the same name, Melissa Stetton. You can also find her pin company, Patty Lapel, on Instagram. That's P-A-T-T-I-L-A-P-E-L. Very wonderful pins. And Joe, you can find Joe at Joe Dinical Official on Instagram. That's J-O-E... F- sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to catch that mos- mosquito. <laughs> anyway, uh, J-O-E-D-I-N-I-C-O-L Official. You know where to find me, spermcast at gmail.com. You can call me or text me at 323-741-1818. Or you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at spermcast. If you want to support me on Patreon, go for it. If you don't, no problem. You can find me at patreon.com forward slash spermcast. I am over the $250 thingy dingy, which means I will be putting out one extra episode per month only on exclusive for my Patreon subscribers. Thank you to my new Patreon subscribers, Jonathan Lucchese and Shelby Gale. 
Hey everybody, if you want to get that home male fertility test, you can get it at trackfertility.com, T-R-A-K fertility.com. Put in Spermcast 2018 at checkout for a 15% discount. By the way, I'm not being sponsored by Track Fertility. I just like the product and I'm thankful to them for giving me their product for free. And lastly, if you haven't already, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Tune in next week to see if my brother has any viable sperm left. Gross. He could be bald and bearded, shorter or tall. Funny, smart, love basketball. From gay to straight, black to white. Tiny ass with an underbite. I just need sperm. Sperm cast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.